I'm Joe. I'm George. I'm eating chocolate chips. And nuts. And nuts. A lot of nuts. It's a lot of nuts. <laughs> uh, today we are doing... It's actually kind of experimental for us for the show, but not really. We're going to talk about the Planet of the Apes, the original movies, the original five. Oh, we're doing that one? Yeah. Um, Joe's not seen them. Nope. Uh, I have, but it's been a hot minute. So, I'm going to apologize now if some of the details are wrong, but I do have the Wikipedia. Uh, that's how Pierce says it in community. Yeah. <laughs> I have the Wikipedia pulled I, up. I caught that. Um, so, hopefully that'll help. Uh, but I just want to talk about the original one, so, yep. Cool. It's just going to take too long. Big Fat Cocks. I feel special and somewhat horny. Timer starting. Alright, so the original Planet of the Apes came out in 1968. It starred Charlton Heston mainly, uh, and also Roddy McDowell, who was a pretty big name at the time. I have no idea who that is. Um, I can look it up. You don't gotta do that. He's in other things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, he was very closely. He was. He's the one actor that was in. Do you think the crunching's picking up on the mic? I hope it is. <laughs> um, he was in most of these movies. He's the one actor that was in like the most of them, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the basic premise of the first one was a group of astronauts. <laughs> You all right? I'm fine. Go ahead. A group of astronauts, uh, they were in like a, a cryogenic sleep because it was a long mission. Um, crash land on a planet. And they, they actually crashed in some water. Planet and it, of the Apes? Um, yes. They don't know that yet. It's just some planet. Uh, of the Apes. They crash into some water and it starts flooding. One person doesn't come out. Uh, their pod, the girl, her pod was like broken so she's aged and dead. Um, they notice that the chronometer reading says it's like many thousands of years, but higher than it should have been. Mm-hmm. They've been asleep the whole time. They think it's an error with the machine. <coughs> they escape out and they're 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 exploring the the barren land they're in. A lot of like um, canyons and hills and stuff like that. And once they're going through, they come on some like uh, cornfield type places. And all of a sudden they see a bunch of people running and they kind of join in with them and a bunch of apes, clothed apes riding horses, standing erect, are chasing them um, and they get captured. One of them dies during that, the black guy. Um, And two other ones get captured. 60s movie? Yeah, 68. Yeah, okay. Um, So Taylor is the main character, played by Charlton Heston. He's the captain of the ship. He was like the leader of the group of the, the astronauts. It follows him. He wakes up in a cage, and uh, there's a female talking ape talking to him. That that ape is played by Kim Hunter, um, and her name is for some reason completely 
escaping me. Um, wow, Zira. Um, she's an animal psychologist, and she's running experiments. And in this world, the humans are animals. Uh, they don't talk. On this planet. On this planet of the apes. Uh, the humans don't talk. Uh, so because he, when he was in his initial cage, he, they heard him, he was injured on his throat, but they thought that he had some more emotionality than the other one. So she wanted to run some experiments, brought him to her little lab. Uh, Zira is a main ape. And then, uh, her husband, boyfriend, they don't really explain it's Cornelius. And that's, um, Roddy McDowell. Uh, eventually his neck isn't got injured when he gets captured. They put like a noose around it so he couldn't talk. Eventually, he's able to get it off. Then the first word he says is when a, one of the ape guards is like holding him down. And he tells him, "Get, get your damn hands off me, you damn dirty ape!" Um, and everyone's, like, "Whoa, human can talk. This is crazy." Um, Zira had been calling him Bright Eyes the whole time because yeah. she didn't know his name. But then when she finds out it's Taylor, blah blah blah. But um, she gets him a female companion, Nova, who doesn't talk. Beautiful native girl, whatever. Um, and they deal with this whole thing. Do you thing. ever get to see your boobs? No, no. Um, you get this whole thing because he's, he's captive, you know, and there's there's a strict caste system within the apes. Like, the gorillas are the police hunters and workers. Wait, are, there are gorillas in this movie? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, not, not gorillas that hide in the jungle but are humans that fight a rebellious cause. Animals. Oh, okay. Gotcha. G-O, <laughs> not G-U. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> Um, they're, they're the, like, the workers, the, the muscle. The orangutans see, like, the affairs of government, science, and religion, which are all kind of connected in this, in their society. Um, and the chimpanzees being mostly scientists. So it's a it's, theocracy? It is a complete theocracy. Um, that's, that was literally the next word on the Wikipedia page that's highlighted in blue. Um, so they, they think that the humans are vermin that need to be hunted, killed, enslaved or used in experiments that's all they think so when he talks they're blown away um and zira is trying to like fight for his cause to not be killed because he attacked an ape they think he's dangerous they want to put him down gotcha um and so it goes there's a whole trial process but what's nuts no i'm good the orangutans that are in charge dr zayas dr zayas dr zayas ooh, 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 dr zayas um, I was waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like the orangutan in charge. He basically says that he knows that humans used to be way more intelligent, but like he's got to uphold the rights of the the theocracy, you know, of, of what their sacred texts say, and the, the mm. texts say that humans are evil, basically, you know. So they find out about this cave that some primitive humans were in, and they basically Zira and Cornelius and Taylor and Nova escape to go to this cave it's like an ancient dig site that they heard about from other people mm-hmm. that there may be some evidence that humans were smart the apes track him down there they have a big confrontation outside of it but he convinces taylor convinces dr zayas to come up there with them to look and there's all these art like there's broken glasses there's stuff like that all around they find a little doll and, he, and they're like see humans had intelligence they made this doll you know, and Dr. Zayas isn't really buying it to that point. And then he turns it upside down and says, Mama. And Dr. Taylor goes, well, did you look at that? It talks. Why would a human make a talking doll? You know? Yeah. And it's this big point. So basically, hmm. 
Taylor gets to leave with Nova. They take a horse and a gun and they leave, never to come back. Well, as they're going, kind of cuts, and it's obvious they've been riding for some time. And they come upon, on a beach, the Statue of Liberty half buried in sand. And Taylor has a realization that this planet of the apes... They blew it up! God damn them, they blew it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome scene. I mean, as much as it gets lampooned and yeah, spoofed, yeah. it's actually a really great scene. And it was a huge twist, you know. Yeah. It's so ingrained in us now, but 1968, like that mind-blowing it was um, the cold war that's that was huge yeah, yeah. i mean it, so it was earth yeah <coughs> the Wait, chronometer the at the planet be- of the apes yeah was earth um is earth that chronometer reading at the beginning was accurate it'd been thousands and thousands and thousands of years it hadn't just been the 50 they were supposed to be gone something happened and they ended up much further in the future and did land on earth it just wasn't what it was supposed to be because it was that much further in the future. Um, so, yeah, and Dr. Zayas, like, he, he, before they left, he did admit that, like, yeah, look at that, talking doll. But after Taylor leaves, he's like, I, you know I'm going to have you convicted with heresy, right? We're, we're going to destroy this cave. Peace. You know? Right. <laughs> so the second movie's called Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Um, this one is a little hazy in my memory. I remember not liking it as much as the other ones. Um... It gets weird, and it almost is like it's not a Planet of the Apes movie at some point. Um, another astronaut, Brent, shows up, and he's searching for Taylor. When he discovers an underground city inhabited, inhabited by mutant humans with inhabited. psychic powers. Um, it's in the Forbidden Zone where the apes don't go. Um, Taylor is in it. Uh, at the beginning, and he shows back like he's in and out of it. Uh, so, are these psychic humans? Are they like humans that had like escaped underground during? Yeah, like... and they're, they could still talk and are smart. Like they okay. they're not the primitive ones. They've lived underground this whole time. Uh, they have a whole subterranean city, and in all of that, is it New New York? It's kind of like that okay. from Futurama. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very much like that. Um, they. Teleplasts have a plan to de- detonate their divine bomb. Um, they have like this weird religious ritual around it. <coughs> um, and it actually shows that they're wearing masks and they're malformed and skinless from generations of radiation exposure. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Brett's down there. He meets Nova and then he meets Taylor. Um, there's another mutant, and they talk like he can't leave. And all in the meantime, the apes are attacked. Dr. Zayas has sent apes, mainly gorillas, to attack this underground city. And uh, they activate the bomb. Is it a nuclear bomb? Like held over Yeah. From... The last line of the movie is a narration just saying, In one of the countless billions of galaxies in the universe lies a medium-sized star, and one of its satellites a green... An insignificant planet is now dead. And that's how the movie ends. Oh. So the planet of the apes is dead. Yep. Um, it's a weird movie. <laughs> it does sound weird. Um, so would that make all of the next... But there's three more movies? Yes. Are they prequels? No. Are they... And yes. Okay. Okay. So off screen during that movie... Roddy McDowell's character, Cornelius, and Zira 
the two apes from the first one that helped Taylor. Yeah. They escaped Earth prior to its destruction, accompanied by their friend, Dr. Milo, who had been, like, her assistant mm-hmm. in the first one. So they're having a freaky, freaky three-way sex yeah. in space. They were testing the spaceship and repaired it that Taylor had used to get there. And so they were above Earth when it blew up, and the destruction sent them through a time warp back to 1973 Earth. And they splashed on the Pacific Coast. Um, this movie, by all means, has no right being good. <laughs> and yet it is. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I, I grew up watching the first one, and I remember watching the second one once, not really like liking it. And then I, I remember years later, unrelated, the third one was on TV. And like it was just on. And then like I was flipping, and I saw like 1973 Los Angeles, and I saw the ape costumes. I'm like, what the heck? And I stopped. I'm like, that's Zira and Cornelius. Like, their voices are pretty unmistakable, and they look very specific. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And I never really got, went back to watch it fully to understand until mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And I really like this movie. <laughs> um, so basically, when they land, uh, they're taken to a secluded ward of the Los Angeles Zoo, and they're under observation of two human scientists. So the roles have been reversed. Yeah, Dr. Stephanie Bratton and Dr. Lewis Dixon are the, the doctors. Um, Dr. Milo, the third ape, explains their situation. Um, and they decide that the humans can't know they speak. And they, right at that moment, you know, mm-hmm. they need to keep it quiet. And they can't reveal the destruction, Earth's destruction from the ape war. Um, they don't want to, like, screw things up but Zira's Zira gets really impatient and during an experiment she's like look I talk fuck you, <laughs> like, you know? um, but then Dr. Milo the third one gets killed by one of the zoo gorillas who gets agitated when the chimps are arguing um, so now it's just Cornelius and Zira the only two left okay um, Dr. Lewis Dixon communicates with the apes that he's peaceful he wishes to treat them as equals so he wins their their friendship and then they go public um so wait they're making friends with the 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 doctor that's helped that put them in the cage okay um so in the meantime there's a presidential commission that's formed to investigate the return of taylor's spaceship without taylor and why there are really intelligent apes aboard it the apes are they've gone public now they're they're kind of celebrities are living the celebrity life like doing talk shows and um they're brought before the commission and they ask him about taylor but uh cornelius and zero pretend like they don't know anything they do reveal they came from the future when war broke out and they're welcomed as guests of the government um they do tell their friend that they knew their doctor friend that they knew about taylor and explaining how humans are treated in the future and uh, how the Earth came to be destroyed, and they're shocked, but still sympathetic. But they advise them to keep the secret until they can gauge, you know, the kind of reaction yeah. for it. But yeah, but they come celebrities, they get lavish with gifts, all that kind of stuff. Um, they come to the attention of an advisor, Doctor Otto Hasselin, who discovers that Zira is pregnant with Cornelius's son, and he gets scared because, like, what does that mean if there's these smart apes and one of them's pregnant? You know what happens, right? Also, Zira b- gets a big taste for champagne and gets drunk. 
it's kind of a lush. And so he uses it to get information out of her that she hasn't been telling the government mm-hmm. by recording her, getting her drunk and recording her. Um, you know, so they, they kind of talk about the, like, the downfall, what happened, um, you know, how the apes became don- dominant over men. And uh, Cornelius basically reveals that the reason the humans are not dominant anymore is their own fault because they domesticated all the dogs died basically is what the general consensus is and they domesticated apes to replace them and they just got smarter and smarter and smarter hmm. uh, that's interesting so like all this stuff is happening and like they talk to the president and they have to the council wants them to uh, terminate the pregnancy and they want the apes to be sterilized. And, like, the whole thing, like, she's starting to realize, like, how similar it was to the way Taylor was treated and all this stuff. And so their their doctor friends from the zoo help them escape, taking them to a circus. Um, where an, a real ape had just given birth. So Zira gives birth to a son, who she names Milo, in order of their, you know, in honor of their friend. Um... So they're searching the zoos at the time, and they switch the babies. So that's how the baby survives. Okay, okay. Um, I think I've seen the very end of that movie where it doesn't the the chimp talk, like right at the end. The other chimp doesn't know. No. No. Okay. But they're they're basically set to be <clears throat> murdered. Yeah. And Cornelius kills a guy, and then he's shot and killed by a sniper. And then Zira, like, tosses the dead, the baby over the side and then crawls to die with her husband because she got shot, too. Hmm. So they think all the apes are dead, but then it's it's revealed that their baby's actually safe. Yeah. Because they switched them. Yeah. <clears throat> so that one was called Return to the Planet of the Apes. The next one's called Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, the fourth one. Um, and actually, these kind of get better and better as time goes on. <laughs> this one... Um, Roddy McDowell's back, but he's not playing Cornelius. He's not playing his son. Um, and this is 1991 is when this takes place. There's a pandemic of a space-borne disease that's wiped out all cats and dogs. <laughs> the government's police states. A space-borne disease? Did, yep. it, did it come from the apes when they came? It's not it's really stated. Okay. Um, the government is just like police state, and they've used pet they've taken apes as pets but they treat them like slave labor they're way more smart than current apes but they don't talk okay um so it follows zero sub milo but he's going by a new name he is now going by the name of caesar um and he basically throughout this movie creates a whole uprising and fights back against the humans um, is this Rise? It's very similar to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. The new one. This is yeah. Conquest of the Planet okay. of the Apes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's a time loop. Yeah. Because Caesar's the one that got them talking, got them to revolt against the humans and kill a bunch of them, to have the apes take over. Caesar wouldn't have been there if Zira and Cornelius hadn't traveled back in time. <laughs> And they wouldn't have traveled back in time if Taylor hadn't crash-landed in the future in the first place. So it's a huge time loop. 
Yeah. Really good movie. It's it's a weird night. It's like it's 1991 bleak future. You know, it's uh-huh. made in the 70s. The movie was made. <gasps> excuse me, in 72. Um, it's a really good movie. <laughs> actually, I'm I'm it's intrigued. It's a fun like sci-fi jaunt. Like you know, I've seen clips and, and bits and pieces of the movies, and you know, it's been lampooned so many times, like you said. Um, and the production value was very low. Right. Because it's an old movie. Right. I mean, well, it's just the way they were. Well, they're all very low. And the yeah. production value gets lower and lower with each movie. <laughs> it's very, like, that one's very, like, Logan's Run. Okay. Like, future-looking. You I know. haven't seen that either. It, 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 the image is yeah, in your yeah, head, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the, 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 the plot's not, like, super important, other than the fact that Cornelius, you know, starts an uprising. Right. Right. Um, and wins. Um, yeah. And I believe there's some of the another ape starts talking at that time. Okay. Um, so the last one, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, is told as a flashback from the early 21st century. There's a doctor or a lawgiver in 2670 AD that's telling the story of Caesar. And it's years after they took over. And there was a nuclear war that destroyed every, like a lot of people. And it's basically the last big battle between humans and apes this sounds like the movie i wanted to see um but it is you know low budget well, yeah yeah <laughs> but like some humans are working with the apes because they think they should be equal you know yeah and it's, it's basically a big war there's an ape city that he's established um but then caesar realizes that the way that they have been treating humans is no different from, like, way the used to be treated. Right. Uh, so they basically come to terms, like, with the remaining humans, that, like, they're going to try and be equals. And in the end, the, the guy telling the story in the future, it zooms out, and apes and humans are together in his class. Oh, okay. So even though it's a cycle... It's different. It's different. Okay. So and that's the last one. So they managed to, to change yeah, yeah. things. Okay. That's the last one of the old ones. Right. Then we got Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's awful. Casting is great. Yeah. It's more faithful to the book, because it was a book first. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, it's Mark Wahlberg. That's the only not great casting, but like Helena Bonham Carter's in it. Um, what's his face from Pulp Fiction? Tim Tim Roth. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan's in it. Uh, Charlton Heston's in it, actually, briefly. <laughs> really? Yeah. He plays the dad of uh, Tim Roth. Uh, he's dying in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, he gets in his ship to go back, and he goes back, and he lands in Washington, D.C., and everything's apes. But modern times. Uh, and that's a little closer to the book. And the book, the planet, I have not read it, but the Planet of the Apes is a separate planet, and like something happened on Earth. It's weird. Um, that is weird. That movie's not great. Okay. Um, the new ones, though, I've got a few minutes to touch on them. I, I just want to talk about them a minute because they actually mirror the old ones really well. Okay. Um, the new, there's three of them. I haven't seen the third one, so I can't speak about it. But the first two are actually Conquest of and Battle of the Planet of the Apes, retold, basically. Okay. So in the new ones, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So are these meant to be sequels to? No, Tim they're they're. No, no. Tim no. Burton's universe was scrapped, um, and they started over. Okay. So, 
Rise of the Planet of the Apes follows um, Caesar. No, the dude. No. Um, <laughs> I don't. James Franco. Know. Sorry, I don't. I was blanking on his name big time, and um, he's a drug researcher. And he's Quick trying... aside, I would totally fuck James Franco. Oh, yeah. um, his dad is played by um, John Lithgow, and he has yeah. Alzheimer's. The company he works for is an R and D company, like a pharmaceutical R and D company, and they're testing drugs to cure Alzheimer's, and they tra- test them on apes. Well, there's one that doesn't take well. You know, they haven't yeah. found one that works. But they, they, there was one that uh, they called her Bright Eyes because the drug gave her like green fleckling in Flex, her eyes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Zero called Taylor, yeah. which is a cool little thing. Nod to the but thing, she's yeah. getting really smart, but she gets aggressive one day and they have to put her down because of it. She escapes and like attacks a board. And they were having promising results with that strain of the drug. Mm-hmm. And she got aggressive because she was pregnant and had a baby and they didn't know. Okay. And so he's told to torch the baby. And he's like, no, I don't think so. So he brings him home and names him Caesar. And he realizes how smart he is. So he goes in and remakes the drug. Yeah. And gives it to his dad. And it cures him of his Alzheimer's. Huh. But so he eventually so- tells his boss that it worked. And he's like, it worked on my dad. And he's like, you could get fired for this. Unauthorized human testing, but it worked. So they go into like full production of it. Yeah. And Caesar's getting older and older and older and living a life. He doesn't talk, but he signs. Yeah. He's super smart. And uh, fucking the guy that played Gollum, he okay. does all the mocap for it. Andy Serkis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's great. Um, very human. Almost creepily human. Well, uh, John, you, John Lithgow, his dad, his memory starts to go again. He's getting bad. Yeah. And he gets in an altercation with the neighbor because he's trying to drive the neighbor's car because he thinks it's his. And the neighbor's kind of been an asshole the whole time. Like, Caesar got out once and wanted to play with the kids. And he took, like, a baseball bat and was going to beat him. And Caesar, like, doesn't understand. Yeah. You know? And so then he gets in this altercation with John Lithgow who's trying to drive his car because he thinks it's his because his memory, the drug is slipping. His mind's slipping back. Yeah. And it uh, freaks Caesar out. Caesar breaks out and bites the dude's finger off because he thinks he's going to beat up his grandpa, basically. Right, right. And so Caesar gets sent to a ape sanctuary run by Brian Cox. Um, he's the bad guy in X-Men 2. Okay. He's the, the captain in Super Troopers. Yeah. And his son works there, Tom Felton. Do you know who that is? No. That's a blonde douchebag from Harry Potter. Malfoy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's not treated well there. Um, fucking Tom Felton. What? Malfoy, what's his first name? Draco. 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 He's an asshole. Like, and he, like, has all stun baton and blah, blah, blah. And Caesar meets an orangutan there named Maurice, which he's named that after the actor that played the orangutan in the original movie, which is really cool little yeah. connection. There's also a newspaper article about some astronauts that got lost in space. On the same name of the ship, the Icarus, I think is what it's called, that was from the original movie. So, so like, the, they're setting up. A lot of, lot of tie-ins. Yeah, well, they're setting up being able to do a legit, like, remake of the Planet of the Apes. But, so, the... So, they're making them kind of in reverse order. Yeah, well, they started at the end, and then they're going to jump. They're, they're doing it in more chronological yeah, order yeah. than weird time-loopy order. <laughs> so, but basically, he gets sent there, and the orangutan can do sign language, and he... 
becomes like the leader of all these apes. He doesn't understand it at first, but he's so smart, like he works it out. Well, they're testing the drug and uh, back at Franco's place, and they're doing an airborne version of it. And Caesar go breaks out, goes gets that drug and brings it back and gives it to everyone. All the and apes. all the apes in the sanctuary, so they all get smart like him. Well, the Franco's assistant had been exposed to it. Makes humans sick. The aerosol version. Okay. It gives them what eventually was called the ape fever. Okay. And he's going to look for Franco at one point, and he knocks on the neighbor's door on accident, coughs and blood in his face. And then he ends up dying in his apartment. Okay. Well, the movie ends with Caesar leaving, leading a revolution of the apes from the sanctuary out into the redwood forest. Forests. And, like, they, they're attacking cops. Like, there's a big gorilla. There's a big battle on a bridge. It's really cool. Well, the, um, the end credits is the neighbor was an airline pilot. You see him get on a plane, and then it's an overhead map of the disease spreading. And then the second one, which is, where'd it go? Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, jumps about 10 years. Caesar has a whole, oh, really cool moment. Sorry, as he's escaping, Tom Felton comes in, Draco. Yeah. And he go, he's trying to attack Caesar, and Caesar grabs his arm. And Tom Draco says, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. Which is really cool. Yeah. And Caesar looks at him and goes, No! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So they get to the okay. forest okay. and Franco chases him there. And he goes, Caesar, come home. Like, we'll figure this out. Come home with me. And he gets up really close to Franco and goes, Caesar is home. So he could talk now. Holy shit. So then the second one jumps sometime in the future. He's got a whole society up and he's got a kid. One of his like generals from the escape is his general in there. Um, and basically, like, 90% of the human population has been wiped out. Um, Gary Oldman's in it. Um, some humans come to try and fix a generator and get met, met by the apes who want to attack them, but they may strike a deal to work together um, because they need this to survive. Yeah. Well, then it ends up with this big war against um, the, the humans that are left. Um, it's really cool because Caesar ends up going to Franco's old house and sees all the old videos of them together and stuff. Franco's dead at this point. Yeah. Um, really good. Re- more action-packed. Better like, than I thought it was going to be. I'm enthralled by this, yeah. and I kind of really want to watch There's more that all talk in the second one, yeah. and Caesar gets betrayed by somebody at one point, another ape. Yeah. Um, it's very, like, war political intrigue. I haven't seen the third one, uh, which is War for the Planet of the Apes. I want to see it really bad. <laughs> yes. But I have a feeling if they do another one, they're going to jump to the, um, the astronauts. Okay. That were... Very briefly mentioned. Yeah. Um, you know, you lose the twist of not knowing it's Earth. Right. Obviously. But, I mean, Rise is so good. I can rewatch that movie over and over again. And, like, having seen... Once I saw the originals... Yeah. I couldn't believe how much those last two were... Com- the new ones like, were such a mirror of those last two. Yeah. Like, such a mirror of them. Jeez. I mean, down to the apes being named Caesar. I, uh... I'm, I'm actually, like, really intrigued by this. Like... You know, it's it's one of those movie series that's like, um, it was so iconic, and... Okay. I was finally going to start talking. <laughs> <laughs> that normally happens when I go on my rants. I didn't hit the record button. I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, what 
of these days you're actually going to forget. I know. It's late. Shit. Um, email. Gmail. Halfhournerd at gmail.com. Listen. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Website. www.thehalfhournerd.wordpress.com. Social media. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the rest. At the Half Hour Nerd. The Half Hour Nerd. Half Hour Nerd homework. Yes. What is their homework, George? <laughs> You're going to throw it on me? Okay. Uh, read The Princess Bride. You know, both of mine are Another books. book? Yeah. Well, I talked about how I read five books last week. Yeah. Uh, that's another good one. If you love the movie, if you like the movie, if you just kind of know the movie in passing, read the book. It's fantastic. Joe and I talked about it a bit before we recorded. It's presented as this old 150-year-old book that he abridged, and it's all made up. And it's, I literally, I have not laughed that hard at a book in years. I laughed out loud reading it. it. It's very good. Highly recommend it. You should read it. I have some half-hour nerd homework. Okay. Go out and get some tube socks, some buttons, some yarn, and some glitter glue. Make some sock, sock puppets. puppets. Yeah, make some sock puppets. Can I make a gorilla sock puppet? Of uh, course. Pu- 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 what kind of gorilla, though? G-U or G-O? Both. A gorilla gorilla. <laughs> uh, what are we doing next time on the Half Hour Nerd? Next time on the Half Hour Nerd, we're going to uh, go to Goodwill. We're going to buy every single lamp. And we're going to get the brightest bulbs we can for them. And then we're just going to turn them on. That's it. It's a bright idea. The human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! <gasps> he can talk. He can talk, 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 he can talk! I can sing! Ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're all so lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. This play has everything. I love legitimate theater. I hate every ape I see, from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. No, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Oh my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey out of me. I love you, Dr. Zayas. Half an hour, half an hour. Half an hour. Half the half an hour. Half an hour. Half an hour. The half an hour nerd. Wow, man, I just got really tired. Right? <laughs> uh, it's half, only it's only midnight, George. Yeah, I know. 
I'm old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's six bed bug jobs today in a high rise. Jesus. Yeah, I've never sweat so much in my life. That's terrible. 